0: What happens when two parent coaches, one a Christian and the other an agnostic Jew, sit down to talk about parenting? I'm Dina
1: Thayer. And I'm Kira Dorian. Welcome to Raising Adults, a podcast about future-focused parenting. Hi, everyone. Kira and Dina here with A Spin Cycle. And we got a question about our discipline episode, and so we wanted to make sure to follow up on that because that is a hugely important topic. And it seems to have struck a nerve. We see a lot of people listening to that episode, and so we want to make sure we address follow-up questions with that. So welcome to Raising Adults. We're excited to address this question with you today. And because discipline is so important, we just want to take a moment to at least unpack this. It was a good question. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share what the question was, and then we can kind of dive in? Yeah, sure. So the question
0: was, how do I pick a consequence that's really going to inspire my child to change their behavior so that I'm not nagging or constantly repeating? Which is a
1: a great question. Cause... It's a, it's a super question. I mean, and and how many of us want to be a nagging parent? Probably none of us. We don't want to do the constant reminder. And I know there's been times where just because I believe in consistency, I have felt like I'm a broken record. Are we really having this conversation again? So it's a really fair question about how do you really get there? And I just wanted to at least mention that I think this looks different in different seasons because. An idea of a child being intrinsically motivated to do what's right or inspired to do that right behavior, I think, comes with a little bit of time and maturity. So be aware if you have toddlers, you might sometimes have to set a consequence that doesn't inspire them, but rather <laughs> <laughs> handles the behavior at hand. So I just, that's meant to be an encouragement not to be silly, but just, it is a little bit funny, but I just wanted to mention that. So, it makes sense what I'm saying. It
0: it makes perfect sense because the truth is, a toddler, I don't even think a toddler would understand how to feel inspired to do the right thing. You know, they're just doing. Mm -hmm. So, they're literally learning yes, no. It's so black and white at that age. You know, they're not quite aware yet of pleasing you. They're starting to get there, but Mm -hmm. they're not there yet. Um, So, I think what we're saying is, in the toddler years, you can't. Like, essentially, in the toddler years, There's going to be nagging and repetition. And one of the things we've been doing a lot of public speaking lately, and one of the things we've been saying at some of these events is that, you know, those young years, you're just setting the stage for yourself. They really are hard. They're hard. And the hope is, again, that future-focused mentality. Okay, I'm going to be repeating, 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 and nagging, and nagging, and nagging at this age. But the hope is that then when they're six or seven, I probably am not going to have to do that. I think we even talked about the fact that I can tell my kids, If that happens again, there'll be a consequence. That's enough to shut it down. Absolutely. So I think there's that. But I was so glad that this question came in because I realized after we recorded the Discipline episode Mm -hmm. that I didn't share something I wanted to share. And this answers that question. Okay, perfect. Please do tell. So my dad did the coolest thing with me when I was little, and I do it with my children now. He had a ticketing system. And what he would do is if he caught me doing something awesome, I would get a ticket. And there were rules around this. I could not ask for a ticket and I could not do something awesome to get a ticket. And what I loved about this was he was catching my positive behavior and he was catching me being me. He was catching me in my best moment and acknowledging it with a ticket. And so if I saved up 20 tickets, these tickets did not come often. So I guess this depends on how you want to use this system, but I liked how he used this for me. The tickets didn't come very often. We lived about an hour away from Disney World when I was a kid. And so once I saved up 20 tickets, I would go to Disney World. And that was about once a year I would get 20 tickets. So I do this now with my kids. When I catch them doing something exceptional, I give them a ticket. Hey, you know what? That was amazing what you just did. And I want to honor that. And I want to honor how you matched our family values. So I give them a ticket. And I ask them, what are you getting this ticket for? What? what attribute did you show me that you're getting this ticket for? And of course, this changes as they get older. I couldn't have done this when they were little. And I think I started this when they were about four. Um, And same thing when they save up 20 tickets, we get to go do something fabulous. And it usually takes a year or two for them to save up 20 tickets. And that system has been, for me anyway, as a parent, just a wonderful opportunity to say, you're doing it right. And I think that on some level inspires them to want to keep doing right. Does
1: that make sense? Well, and I think there's an important component here that you hit on, and I want to make the distinction for our listeners. I think it's easy, especially to get a desired behavior, to do the if you do such and such, I'll give you or I'll buy you. We call that a bribe. Mm -hmm. What Kira is talking about is a reward, The behavior happens first, and then you catch it and reward it. And that's very different than dangling a reward before you've seen the desired behavior. And so what happens then is you hopefully really avoid manufactured good behavior. You're really catching an authentic moment of doing the right thing. And I love what you said because I was going to say, can I raise my hand? About tying it to the family values because, again, now they get an action to go with the vocabulary, which we've talked about before, but laying the foundation for that very young. They might not know what integrity is or what diligence is, but when you give a ticket and can say, I just saw the way you persevered through that really tough math assignment, you really showed diligence and I am proud of you. Now they even know what diligence looks like in a practical way, so I just wanted to make sure that if you're listening and you're wondering how do I unpack that, there is a very clear distinction between a reward and a bribe, and I think one is really appropriate in parenting, and the other one, frankly, I would avoid.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I never bribe my children. I I don't I don't want to manufacture good behavior. I want to see good behavior and it to be expected that there's good behavior, and then I really want to catch them and reward them when it happens. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So I think that's all we have to say on that one. Is that right? Yeah. That, that, was, that was speedy. That was speedy. But I'm really
1: thankful for the question because I think we can all feel sometimes like we're having the same conversations over and over. And oh, I did, I did think of something else I just want to say. Consistency is not nagging. If you're doing the same thing over and over, but you're calm and you're having excellent follow through, you are not an egg. You're a great parent. <laughs>
0: There's a quote for you. (laughs) I love that. Yes, absolutely. Um, So on this little spin cycle, I mentioned it on uh, one of our recent episodes, but I just want to mention it again. So super randomly, around the same time that Dina and I decided we should do a podcast, um, as a voice actor, I got hired to do another podcast about wildlife and animal conservation for an organization called EDGE, uh, the eco-defense group. They do just incredible on the ground, like boots on the ground work in Africa specifically, but they do kind of branch out all over the world. And they decided to do a podcast. And so they hired me as their host. It's basically a platform for me to just Ask a lot of questions. It's how perfect! I know it's like meant to be, um, and it's just really fun. So I would just encourage our listeners: if you if you're passionate about wildlife conservation, you definitely want to listen. We have everything from a guy who works with elephants to a woman who studies giraffe DNA to a guy who's changing the world literally with his coffee company uh, to an Academy Award-winning documentary filmmaker. I mean, the the list is incredible. Um, and they're they're really fun, short episodes, uh, definitely worth listening to. So it's called the Edge Conservation Podcast.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. I've already been listening and I'm a fan. I like animals. My family will attest. I They they kind of tease me because I get so happy about aminals. As <laughs> ca- I could be, it's like squirrel. I could be down in the dumps and I see a deer or something and they've lost. Oh, deary weary. I mean, I just, so it's super fun. And The other thing that you get is you'll get an extra dose of Kira if you listen. So if you like hearing her on here, you can hear her on there, too. So I can't see how that's not a win-win. Well,
0: and I think you described it in the other episode we mentioned. It's a buffet of accents, right?
1: (laughs) The best worldwide accents. I mean, it is literally a treat for the ears. You never know. When I hear you ask the first question, I'm like waiting. What are they going to sound like? (laughs) Which accent will it be? Really, because you're talking to people who might be in Africa and other parts of the world. And so you're really hearing authentic people who are on the ground doing this work, but they really are in these other countries. And so that part's super fun too.
0: Yeah. It's amazing when we record it because I'm literally Skyping all over the world when we do this thing. It's so amazing. It's amazing. So definitely, definitely check it out. It's on all the places, the Edge Conservation Podcast. Well, we hope you found that spin cycle useful. If you have questions you want to write in, we always love hearing from you. Info at futurefocusedparenting.com. Dina's going to do our outro today. It's going to be super exciting. (laughs) Inaugural outro. Dina, take it away.
1: Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded in Kira's lovely laundry room. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening.